Welcome to Verbal Diary, the podcast, with your hosts, Cy Joplin and James Norton. Strap yourself in for the rants and bants. Uh, how do we start? I can't remember how you do a podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to Verbal Diary. So, I should probably start with an apology. Go on. And I am going to take all the blame. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. There's no hesitation so, there. So we missed a week, and it was entirely we- my fault. Simon, you, you, you made, did everything you could to make the podcast happen last week. And I frankly did everything I could to avoid making the podcast happen last week. You did, unfortunately. Um, so, hmm. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. We planned for our normal cadence. And despite efforts, it just wasn't going to happen in the end. I think we got to mm-hmm. Thursday and we realised, let's just leave it this week. We've not got enough time to get this turned around. So I would like to offer a profuse apology to the listener. And um, let's hope that I can behave myself over the next few weeks. Because it's entirely my fault. Bless you, mate. No, what was? Are you alright? Are you? Have uh, you been the last right. couple of weeks? I'm alright. I'm 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 alright actually. Yeah. You okay? It's, it's been it's been a busy couple of weeks. Um, yeah. but not too bad. How how are things with you? Yeah, I think it's been okay. Um, not too bad. Not too bad actually. I'm just thinking back what's happened because it's been two weeks now, so it's it's harder to remember what has happened. Just think um, about the last week. What happened to you in the last week or so? What happened last week? I've had more fun with my Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't work. It just Didn't you go work. to the Apple store? So I sent it off to Apple as their recommendation. Um, they apparently diagnosed it and said there's nothing wrong. Um, but the moment I got it returned, I turned it on. There were still problems within seconds. So I don't know what they did to diagnose any problems. Um, so I quickly arranged a genius bar appointment in London. Um, and I went in there, showed them exactly the same problem, this weird interaction. It just doesn't respond to touch very well. Um, the, the, the so-called genius said, yes, that's definitely a problem. And uh, they've sent it off. Apparently two weeks turnaround now. So I've got to wait to get that baby back. Um, fingers crossed it actually does make a difference this time. Two-week turnaround? Apparently, yeah. They, 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 they couldn't just give you a replacement? No. Because, I think it's because I got it through a different provider. Um, it's still under Apple warranty. It's fine. But it's, they, weren't the, they, they weren't the retailer that sent it to us. So I think that's that why they can't matter. just do that. So uh, maybe they're playing me off. But at the same time, I'm just keen to get it working again. And I will sure. wait a few weeks if that comes to it. So, yeah, sad. it is a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, hmm. other than that, there's not a lot going on, really. About your it's, it's a bit of a boring February. It is a little bit lacking. I think we need some plans. I've got no holidays arranged yet. Um, really? We're I've thinking of doing holidays. Three. When are you going away? Well, OPSEC, OPSEC. Um, in a, in a little while, in a further while, and in a further while than that. 
great. So I can really help plan a, a diary for the next few episodes. <laughs> you won't be impacted for the next couple of episodes, that's for sure. Um, no, so uh, April, August and September. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I think we're playing for something in April and definitely in August. So at least we can align our calendars there. Um, what are you? Uh, what are you thinking of, of doing in April? Are you thinking of I, using the caravan? How did you guess? I've got to make the most of it though. It's been sat in storage for nearly six months. We need to get make, get some use out of it. Um, and hopefully, with the weather turning already this week, I think we're going up to like 18, 19 degrees by the end of this week in, in the UK. What? It's crazy. So um, it's bit yeah, it's a bit of a shame actually because it's half term with a lot of the schools. We could have actually got away this week. We could have planned it better. Mm. So, yeah, I need to sort of plan some holidays. We want to do another walking challenge again like we did last year as well. So we want to work out oh, when yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. I'll give you a walking challenge. Go on. Go get me lunch every day. No. <laughs> <laughs> challenge laid down. Challenge, challenge is denied. <laughs> It's, it's not a bad yeah. challenge, but it's not quite as challenging as we're going for. We want a good 50k job, I think. You know, 50k, 50k, yeah, that's 50k. You can get me lunch from Milton Keynes. I could, yeah. I think we're looking at doing a Cotswolds challenge. So the, a I Cotswolds the, challenge. I think they're starting Bath and make their way up um, the Cotswolds towards the Midlands. Um, it's closer to our home, but it would, it'll be a beautiful walk. Um, Alternatively, there's one around the Jurassic Coast, so down near, near Dorset. Um, again, it'd be quite pretty to do. So, yeah, a few maybe, maybe I should um, maybe I should join you on your epic walk. Oh, you're more than welcome. That'd be amazing. We could record a couple of episodes of Verbal Diary. We could probably record a year's worth. Oh, it doesn't <laughs> take that long. No, not really. No, it will take you probably about. 12 or 13 hours to do 50k. Mm. So, uh, yeah, close off. Okay. Uh, I might do it in a sedan chair. I can, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, anyway. Go on. No, no, go on. Tell me more about your walk or holidays. Well, that's, that's the thing. We want to... Uh, my wife is not sure whether she wants to do it for charity, um, just for personal gain. I'm thinking that I'll do it for charity to give it a bit more purpose. I love the way you put that for personal gain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Sponsor me, but I'm taking all the money. Well, true. No, she's she, there'll be no income for it. I think if you commit to doing it for charity, it's a massively reduced cost to actually put the application in. Um, whereas if right. you do it for charity, they'll reduce the cost. Yeah. So if you don't, you pay off like two hundred pounds for the. The, the 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 organization of it and if you mm. do if you raise 500 pounds i think each they'll they'll cover the costs it's like 20 quid instead so you know there's there's a good incentive to try and do it for charity cool um, yeah so that's the plan we just need to work out when and how now and start training nice yeah. nice what about you okay. so you've got your holidays planned anything else not really it's all all very quiet in, uh, in in my life right now. Not much happening. Norton Manor. Um, I started to play Super Mario Odyssey again. Nice. And I've nearly finished that in like a week because <laughs> it's such a such a good game. Are you, are you a late night gamer now? Is that what you're doing? 
I am not a late night gamer, but I do occasionally play games into the later hours of the evening. And when we say later hours, how late does this go? No, like midnight, one o'clock. I mean, that's late enough for me. Oh, dear. Yeah, but there's two things. First of all, all, you're old, even though I'm older than you. And secondly, um, you get up at like four in the morning. So, a bit different. Yeah. Well, 6 a.m., but I know what you mean. I I start Mm. earlier than you, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. so you're up at six, I'm up at seven. So, Mm. a bit later than you. Interesting. That's good, though. So, you enjoy Mario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great game, Super Mario Odyssey. Nice, good stuff. So, um, we, go we we feel like I feel like we're a bit devoid of any exciting news. I feel like we should dive into the first segment. I think we should. Yeah, shall we? Should I sing us in? Sing it, baby. Article of the week. Oh. Is that the right? Is that right? I like mm-hmm. that tone. That's about right. Yeah, I'll go with that. Verbal diary with Sian James. That's right. It's time for the article of the week. Which is your turn, turn this time. Week. My turn mm-hmm. this week. So, so I have got, I've actually sent you this article previously because we sort of made a bit of a pact, I guess, that we would send the articles in advance because uh, otherwise it does mean that one of us is talking and one of us is reading while we're recording the podcast. But I'm just going to send you the link again, just in case. Um, it's an article, it's a bit different this week. Um, Quite a few of our articles have either been tech or sort of work-related. Um, this is neither. This is a, a, an article in The Guardian from February the 10th, so a little while ago, uh, just over a week ago now, as we record here. Um, and the, uh, uh, the headline is, Plummeting Insect Numbers Threaten Collapse of Nature. And I really... I really sort of feel quite strongly about about some of the stuff that uh, that's been talked about in here because let me be clear I don't like insects at all I hate spiders I do not like anything with more than two legs frankly I'm not that keen on anything with more you know, less than two legs either but um, it, it's it's I'm not I'm not a huge insect fan at all um, as you probably know, I'm not, I'm not a massive animal lover, actually. I don't, I don't really like the idea of having pets and things like that. Um, anyway, I do recognise that despite my own dislike of such things, insects are ext- extremely, I was going to say exceptionally, and neither exceptionally nor extremely came out properly there. Um, but insects are exceptionally important to the uh, global biodome and the health of our planet. Um, and this article says that uh, more than 40% of insect species are declining and a third are endangered. And this is a real problem because um, insects are serving many, many, many different purposes. So they spread the uh, pollen, which allows obviously new plants and flowers to, to grow, and, and they help spread seeds from trees and things like that. They, um, they're the bottom of the food chain. So if they disappear, everything that eats them is going to be in trouble. Um, and as this article says, they are essential for the proper functioning of all ecosystems, food for other creatures, pollinators, recyclers of nutrients, etc. So I think it's, a, it's really, really worrying. Um, and a lot of it is coming from uh, the spread of the widespread use of insecticides, 
in, in, in um, you know, crops. That, you know, we, we grow food for us, humans, the two-legged kind, um, to eat. And, um, and we use insecticides to stop the insects getting at it. And that kills the insects. And there's been a, a very rapid rate of loss over the last 25, 30 years. And, and it really feels very problematic. Um, and yeah, I sort of feel strongly that we, we, we should really stop destroying our own planet. It, it does seem a bit counter, counterproductive. What, what do you think? Well, as you know, we are relatively big fans of animals in our house. Um, dead or alive. Um, <laughs> we've, we've, actually, I think what, what we've got pet ways, we've got two rabbits, we've got a dog, two fish. Um, God, we're missing some. We've had hamsters. Um, so yeah, we like our animals. Um, I live in rural England, very luckily. Um, so I'm surrounded by green, surrounded by countryside, surrounded by lots of nature. Um, so I, I get to appreciate it a little bit more, I think, to the city dwellers. Um, and it is hugely worrying, the sort of, you know, headlines. Now, there is, a, I think there's a caveat to this article. Um, I'm not saying it's, you know, um, skewed in any way, but they have said that the UK numbers are accentuated, let's say, because we do a lot more research in our country. And if you compare it to South America, where they're starting to do it, then they're starting to see similarities in the numbers as well. So it's not like... Mm. Um, you know, an outright global problem, but they are starting to identify it as becoming a global problem. Um, and I, 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 I completely agree that we need to change our ways of living. Um, just get to the point. I think this just proves not only is climate control becoming a problem, but then it's the consequence of climate control and human impact. Did you, do you mean climate change? Yes. Thank you cool. for correcting me. Yes, climate change. Climate control is what we do about it, right? Um, yeah, climate control is um, like air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's always. To be fair, though, that is another problem, right? The amount of air cons and energy we use to generate a cool mm -hmm. environment is affecting this stuff. And mm -hmm. they say in this article, you know, at the current rate, we're going to have no insects on our planet within 100 years. I mean, it, that that's the scaremongering title and description, but it. We need to do something about this. I mean, you know, I was speaking to my wife uh, yesterday, I think it was. We were talking to our children about just the environment and the amount of waste we, as a country, we generate. Why is everything wrapped in plastic and cellophane? How much paper can't be recycled? Why can't we use more glass and more um, renewable sort of materials? More, more proper, you know, more regularly as well. Um, we were talking about let's get the milkman to deliver our milk again because glass is easier to, re you know, recycle than plastics and what sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a, I try to be as green as possible. I'm a massive geek and OCD fanatic when it comes to recycling. I make sure I put the right things in the right place. As much as that can go in our collective recycling bin, will go in there, and I will give it a clean if it needs to be as well. Um, and I just feel like the government needs to do more about this. They need to put more policies in place to make sure that the supermarkets aren't generating as much waste. Because I don't think it's just down to the, the you know the consumers; it's down to the manufacturers as well, and the big countries that are doing very little to change this, like the states, like China. You know, a lot of the Asian countries are not doing anything about this. Um, 
and it's it's the 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 aware countries that are just pointing it out and doing the little bits that they can until you get the big players involved what really will change that's what i'm worried about so yeah 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 yeah. so you're, you're quite right that um places like china and other sort of bigger newer countries you know more developing countries and newly developed countries do need to do a little bit more but we can all do more um you, know, you talk about climate change obviously a massive problem for us um uh, as a species but you know we, we 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 seem to be very we seem to be very reticent to actually do anything about any of these problems but i wanted to ask you a question mm-hmm. what do you think about gm crops yeah i'm a little bit um hesitant to actually buy into all this i don't like the fact that they're messing with our crops i don't like the fact they're messing with nature and then obviously the, the consequences of that on our ecosystem not great why why do what? they're only doing it though for cost of saving exercises right what, what do you think about farmers hundreds of years ago who grafted different plants together to make wheat and the apples we eat today and different pear species and all of that sort of, and thousands of other things did you, do you have a problem with them? Well, I didn't realise they did it, to be honest. So, so this, this, this is, is not a new phenomenon, then? This is the thing. Um, so I, I, I am a big believer in GM foods. I think GM foods is going to save, save a lot of things. We should genetically modify our crops to do less damage to the environment, to be less attractive to insects, so we have to use less insecticides. Um, we should make them more nutritious, have a higher calorific content if that's appropriate, or other um, things. Um, and most of the food we eat today, yes, it wasn't genetically modified, but it was certainly human modified. Whether it was the grafting together of different plants to make different species of fruits and vegetables, or wheat doesn't exist. Like wheat doesn't exist in nature, I don't think. Um, I think it was a modified crop. Um, what, what do you think about um, dog species these days? Do you think uh, do you think it's a bad thing that um, we've created these like weird hybrid dog species? Um, uh, uh, my next door neighbour has a cockapoo. Um, is that okay? I I mean to be fair, the dog thing does bother me. That they're doing it just out of almost fashion desires to fit in. And I, it's just ethically wrong. The fact I don't like the fact people pay for animals, right? There's enough animals on our planet that just need a home that are suitably good domestic. <laughs> You're talking creatures. about living animals, yeah? Yeah, of course. Do I pay not, for not bits of animals so I can eat them? Save yourself on that one um, <laughs> for later. <laughs> um, but oh, no, no the, 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 this trend of like fashionable dogs is just ridiculous. I mean, so, I strongly it, I mean, agree. I don't, I don't think that should even be a thing. The fact, but then they talk about designer babies and talk about designer animals. You think, why is this even a thing? What are we doing to ourselves? Why do, why do, why do we care? You know, that dog is a thing. It's a living creature. Oh. And to be honest, as much as I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not the biggest dog fan. They are such lovely, loyal creatures. You don't need to mess with that shit. It is ridiculous. Um, so I, I agree when it's for designer purposes, we shouldn't, we shouldn't really encourage it. But 
there's a lot of people who talk about GM foods are like, well, what are we doing this? We're doing that. I, I, I think that's a nonsense argument. I think we shouldn't be doing these things for uh, purely aesthetic purposes. But if it's to actually feed people and use less land, less water, and be less attractive to insects and therefore reduce pesticides and insecticide usage. Um, I, I think that's a really positive use of GM foods myself. So, yeah, um, I, I'm quite happy to that. that. The, the Design of Babies one is interesting. Have you, um, have you seen the film Gattaca? Oh, a long time ago, yes. Okay, very well. Verbal Diary Homework. Oh, no. <laughs> Netflix download, please. I think I think we should watch the film Gattaca together. Okay. We can cuddle up on the sofa under a blanket. Um, We're going to do this with your other film, weren't we? Yeah, Metropolis. Yeah, but Gattaca's probably a bit of an easier watch. Um, and I think I think it's really interesting because Gattaca, the the principle there is that there's these like uh, uh, there are like two classes of people, and you're, it's determined from birth. The second you're born, they take a blood sample and they can um, say. You, you're going to, this is your life expectancy, these are your capabilities in life. And most people have designer babies to take away what they see as negative traits. And, and I'm not sure we should necessarily go too deep right now, but the verbal diary goes deep. Um, verbal diary after dark, this could be. Um, <laughs> where, you know, we, we, I've got some very uh, particular viewpoints, surprise, surprise, on uh, on that sort of thing, it's like, should, should we allow for designer babies? Should you be allowed to genetically screen a fetus and say, well, this, this, this fetus is going to get Down syndrome, and therefore we could change that. Not, not destroy the fetus, but we could change it. Um, and I, I, I'm kind of interested in your view on this stuff, because I, I know that you've got some challenges in your family. Um, I don't know if they're genetic. I don't, I don't understand the situation fully. Uh, maybe, maybe you'd care to enlighten. Maybe you don't want to talk about it. But um, um, I'd be very interested in your viewpoint on things like that. Should we allow designer babies in the sense of taking away from a fetus, from, from a you know, newly uh, fertilized egg, a, a zygote, so, uh, if, you, if you will, um, to, to remove imperfections that would lead to certain types of diseases? Mm. or illnesses mm. or problems or whatever. I think I'll be very, very careful with this. Um, I've, I've, I've read a lot about this story, this specific thing where you, they identify uh, Down syndrome. Um, and there's, I think there's, in, Amer in some states in America, there are places where you can terminate based on that assessment. Um, I fundamentally don't agree with that. Personally, I just I feel like you're you're messing with science. Um, you're messing with and what right do you have to take away a life? It's still a life. Um, as difficult it might be, um, like as you say, I've got different sort of uh, mental health problems. Let's say in, in my family, um, from like autism, bipolar, schizophrenia, OCD, loads of different these uh, different diagnoses. If I could identify that my child have one of them later in life, before they were even born, I don't even want to know what that what could come up. Oh, I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm 
I think it's a dangerous topic to talk about, to be honest, in, in this in this context. But personally, I don't think it should be something that we can do. I don't think you should be able to select what your that human can become later on as well. Um, however, there's one however to this. If you could identify a cancerous hereditary thing that the person could get later in life, and you could terminate that exact problem before birth, that is something I'd be con- interested to consider. Because cancer is effectively the biggest C word in the, on the planet. It takes people for whatever, no, for, for no reason whatsoever. You know, people lose lives just because of cancer, and it's wrong, and it hurts so many people in different ways. Um, having suffered this quite a lot recently with family going um, from cancer and other heart-related problems, whatever it might be. So that's where I, I'm in a little bit of a dilemma. Um, the designer baby, hell no. Um, but there are certain human traits I wish we could identify earlier and, you know, avoid that stress and pain later on in life as well. I think I'm contradicting myself a little bit. Well, you are, it, it but a, I think it's a it's very okay. difficult dilemma to kind of, you know, choose from. I think this is why there's no outright uh, rule around this because it just divides people. I think it's okay to be contradictory because you know you you are a product of your your life experiences. And, um, we've all had different life experiences, and and I, I get what you're saying that, uh, yeah, if, if I've understood you correctly, that. With, you know, there's a there's a difference for you, a distinction between designer babies and screening for terminal illness, yeah? Um, and I think maybe the word designer in there is a bit unfair. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, would I want to have known if my child was going to have uh, some sort of like uh, illness that could be screened for? Well, would I have wanted to destroy a fetus to terminate a, a pregnancy if it was discovered early that my child was going to have something like down syndrome or something like that uh, uh, i don't know honestly i don't know i can't relate to that so i don't know would i have wanted to genetically modify my child as a fetus as a very young fetus so they couldn't get a certain form of childhood cancer yeah do you know what i think i probably would depending mm, on the risks obviously why... but yeah, but I think it's on a. I think I would. And you know, you just made me think of that we're veered slightly off the topic of insects here, but um, <laughs> hugely. <laughs> I was I was thinking of uh, something I was reading about a few months ago now about uh, a, a, a fetus that I think was about six months old. It was operated on in the womb. They, so doctors they operated to do a spinal some sort of spinal operation. Um, wow. on a fetus in the womb. And I, I remember thinking at the time, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's and amazing actually, is we that can do different? that. But is that different to screening genetically? I don't know. I don't know how different it is. And like I said, I think we veered off insects a little bit. Um, Just a tad. But I find these, these, these moral dilemmas fascinating. But I, I, I bring it up more in the, term, in the sense of should, you know, should we as a species accept that we are going, we we are modifying the world around us, and that things like modifying crops is part of that as well. Mm. And I think, my, I think you make a fair point, point, though. I think it's a, it's a fair point, though. If you're if you're genetically modifying for 
um, with minimum impact to our sustainable environment. But so you know, you you get more products out of your you know genetics um, cheaper. I don't like the idea of cheaper, but definitely more cost effective. Um, so yeah, with that with minimum impact to what we've already got, you don't want to ruin what we've got. We've got we're, we're very lucky to have this planet that we've got anyway. We shouldn't fucking ruin it. That, that's what worries me and it, what bothers me is most of this comes out of the desire to reduce costs and overheads and that's why I, I'm not a big fan of it generally Does the motivation matter or do the outcomes matter more? Well it's difficult again isn't it having that dilemma of the ethical standpoint and the, mm. the actual output as well very difficult one great topic and I think the difficult subject. Back, back on to insects. The only the only place on this planet that I want to be completely free from insects is my house. Um, so if anyone has a tip on how to deal with that, then I'd be very uh, very open to hearing about it. Just tweet me. Are probably the worst. Just just tweet me at Nortles hashtag um, insects shouldn't be in my home. It's quite a long one. Yeah, hashtag insects shouldn't be in my home for sure. Um, nice long hashtag. Tweet and anywhere I can get rid of them because we're not, not that we actually get a lot of insects in the house, but I, I, I prefer not to. We get a lot of daddy long legs when the season is right. But um, uh, other than that, we, we, we run a pretty tight ship, so uh, we don't get a lot. But yeah, um, I, I, think, I think this topic deserved almost like three or four episodes on its own, it turns out. Uh, and, and for my next article of the week in two weeks, I might look for one on genetically modified babies. Wow. Okay. Make so sure you send it earlier. <laughs> cool. I, I can see you're to going to go. I can see your one next week is going to be an article of the week on something quite light, the uh, life and times of um, Daddy Pig, for instance. <laughs> Fantastic topic. How <laughs> <laughs> Homer Simpson is the ultimate father figure. Um, right. Okay. Should we move on? Should we move on? Let's move on to picture of the week. Verbal diary with Cy and James. Right, so heavyweight topic. I hope you've got a lightweight picture. I've got a lightweight picture and it's relatively relevant as well. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to drop this into our group chat and then I'm going to talk about it. I'm just like you to know I'm scared. Maybe. You might enjoy this, actually. Let me know when you've received. I'm just, just, just uh, sitting here waiting internet. for it to arrive. I know it's been delivered now. So, I've not taken Ooh. a huge amount of pictures over the last few Ooh. weeks, unfortunately. But, yeah, there, there, there's the reaction um, I was hoping for. Um, it was Valentine's week last week, and as part of the um, annual tradition, my wife said, oh, don't, don't do anything, don't worry about it this year, it's just a load of commercial rubbish, don't, don't buy me anything. And then, I think it was about two days before Valentine's, she found something she really wanted, she must have, so then I had to be the honourable husband and go and source that thing that she really wanted, just to, you know, make sure we're all good. Um, that aside, the most important part of Valentine's Day for me is the food. Um, I think it's the ideal time to have a, a lovely meal together, you know, no children, um, quiet time, food we both enjoy, 
Um, and this was the product of what we came up with. Um, now, I don't know if you can work out what's in there, but we have basically got a, re med a medium rare steak. I think it's a sirloin, that one. Um, topped, topped with, go on, guess what the toppings are? Well, I see mushrooms. I yep. see courgette. Yep. What do you think is there's on as well? Well, there's obviously some sort of sauce going on there, like a little yeah. like, marinade thing. I'm. I don't know. I, let me just uh, let me just uh, zoom in on this picture for a moment. <laughs> so yeah, it, this was. Oh, uh, what are those little seeds? Garlic, mate. Garlic oh, fried courgette mushroom. Yep. Ooh. Just to get a flavour in or uh, in butter and a little bit of olive oil as well, just to get that glaze. Oh. And then we had some big fat oven chips as well to complement that. So. Uh, oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed looking at this image because it was, it was actually a really tasty meal as well. I was quite proud of that. Simple as it can be, but it's quite relevant to what we're just talking about. You know, sustainable food sources. Is beef really one? Um, I saw something yesterday mm. about the fact we should only have, I think it's like a quarter of a steak a week in red meat to really sustain what we've got. Um, but I, I'm just ignoring that. Once a, once a week, I will have a whole steak. You have steak before. once a week? No, but I will have red meat once a week. Well, I think that looks utterly delicious, and I'm looking forward to our Valentine's celebration, which oh, bless tomorrow, you. yeah? Tomorrow lunch, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah? It's, it's the, yeah, the Verbal Diary <laughs> Valentine's special. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag hearts all over the place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it captured the image of the food quite well. I'm not sure it's... Um, Good food quality, but it was it, it, it didn't it's a good picture. I'm enjoying Thank that. You. You're making me very hungry. So yeah, how would you, how do you like your steak as well? What, what kind? Where, where do you go? Well, how did you cook this steak? So I am a fan of grilling normally. Um, get the grill really hot so the fat just crystallizes within minutes. Um, but for this one, I actually fried it in the, the after sauce from the vegetables as well. So it, it was literally like, yeah. uh, maybe 30 seconds each side, and that was it. So I'm not a fan of fillet steak, particularly. Okay. Um, unless it's raw, in a sort of steak tartare format. Um, yeah. I tend to prefer a ribeye. Sirloin's pretty good. Um, and I like it. Rare to medium rare. Um, I like it to be, uh, my per in a perfect world, it would be uh, flamed over charcoal for a few Ooh. minutes, you know, a minute or two on each side, and then just left the rest. Um, yeah. At home, if I do so it, I'd put it on a well. pan. Hmm? I've only recently understood the value in letting your meat rest. You don't need to eat it straight away. Just make sure you fry it enough and take it off the heat and let it set for a few minutes. Yeah, you always got to let your meat rest. <laughs> and uh, and I, I like to I, I like to have my steak. Actually, at home we wouldn't do it with chips. I would do it with just like a nice salad. Um, yeah. A good a good Dijon mustard um, is good. Uh, if I'm out and about, I'll uh, having a steak out then. I might go for a Bernays sauce. I might go, I rarely go for a pepper sauce. Um, and yeah, no, I, I really enjoy a good steak. 
but it has to be a good steak. I've had too much disappointing mm. steak in my life. Um, so, you know, I will go to a good steak restaurant, but if I'm not in a good steak restaurant, I will never have a steak. I agree with you, mate. I, I'm, I'm a bit fussy now. When you get a frying steak and it just, oh, it's like leather. It's horrible. Make sure it's yeah, good, mate. It's a good sirloin, good fillet, or a good, yeah, ribeye or something like that. Just a little bit of, a little bit bloody still. Yeah. Sorry for vegetarians listening. I know there's one of you that might be. I actually had a steak uh, recently um, at a restaurant, and it was, what was the cut? Was it a sirloin? I can't remember now. Um, And it was, it it was cooked perfectly for me. It was uh, just just half a millimetre of sort of charredness on the outside, and then basically raw in the middle. Um, Very rare. And it was very tender and excellent. So, yeah. Amazing. I, know, I, I, like, I, look, I like I like your concoction here. Good, food based. It's something that I, I, I tend to overlook a lot because I do enjoy my cooking as well. Just kind of cook it, eat it, and go. Oh, I should have Instagram that. Like all the other idiots on the Instagram. <laughs> um, should have Instagrammed yeah. it. <laughs> should Instagram. have Instagrammed it. Um, hashtag, so I know what you think of his steak. Sorry, hashtag you should have Instagrammed it. Is that the episode name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we've got. I, I, I think. I think. I think it's you've got to rest your meat. Rest your meat. <laughs> um, or, or is it? I don't know. Is it? Um, what, what else could be the episode name? I mean, we've talked a lot about yeah sustainability and GM as well. So. It'll come out in the wash. We'll, we'll work something out later. I think I, th- I think it has to be. You've got to rest your meat. Rest, you've got to rest your meat. Yeah, we could do that. I'm sure there's an emoji that's relevant as well. Probably need to have a meat emoji. Isn't there a steak emoji? <laughs> there might even be a steak emoji. <laughs> I think there is. I think there is a steak emoji. Okay, cool. So as always, you can get hold of us on the Twitter. You can tweet me at Cy. You can tweet him at Nautils or together, Verbal Diary Show. Uh, we are all over Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music and YouTube. And if you're that way inclined, we're also all over Facebook. Um, other than that, we've got all the show notes and archives available on our website, verbaldiary.show. That's it. Are we done? We're done.